Hello, and welcome to Introducing Me. My name is Coleman, and I am today's host. For the past two years, Sarah has been hosting this podcast, introducing the listeners to new people, and like at the completion of year one, today's guest is Sarah. This last year has brought on a lot of changes, and I'm happy to be back introducing Sarah today. I'm still editing the podcast, and I created the music for the podcast, so thank you, Sarah, for having me back. Why don't you go ahead and say hello? Hi. Hi. I'm uh, excited to be here on this Friday night, a little bit before this episode comes out. Um, and it's very weird to be back in this hot seat again and, and staring directly at you because we have two microphones set up. I think when we did this a year ago, we only used one microphone and I didn't have to stare at you. Uh, I don't know why I decided staring at you would be a good idea for this episode. Um, but like you said, this last year has been a year. Um, I don't really know how we're back at September again, but we are. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to share more and, and talk about the podcast and what it's been like hitting 100 episodes and just kind of keeping it going for the past year and, and now full two years. All right. Uh, so would you like to talk about how your life has changed in the last year? Sure. Yeah. Going chronologically. Um, so the year one would have been around in September of last year. I'm not really sure what was going on in that fall, um, except for like craziness with jobs. Um, I got a new job starting at the beginning of November, which was shortly after Coleman here had changed jobs as well. And so that was a big change, kind of, you know, new commute, new paycheck. Uh, I get paid once a month, which is weird. Um, and that's been an adjustment in terms of budgeting and all of that fun stuff. And, um, being able to, you know, see our families at the holidays, which wasn't something that we could do in 2020, but being able to do that in 2021, um, was nice to be able to do that travel. And then going into January, um, new year, 2022, you know, pandemic still existing, but also not existing. Um, to be honest, the first probably five months of this year like are a complete blur and I don't know how they encompass five months. Um, but during those first five months, unfortunately, Coleman lost his grandfather at the beginning of the year and then his father a few months later. And so I think that's partially why those months kind of blur together because that was a lot of... Um, surrounding emotions for those months and my brain at the same time was like june july august september i'm traveling every single one of those months let's get through september um so while living in this like dealing with a lot of emotions a lot of big changes um was then also gearing up for the busyness of the summer which then of course like affected the podcast and all of the planning and all of that um, but we made it through those first five months and the first bit of travel was in June. Coleman and I planned a three day trip to Washington, DC. We've been talking about going to DC probably for years. Um, at this point, uh, n next week as of recording, but it'll be last week as of this episode being published, Coleman will, and I will have been together for seven years. And in those seven years, we've probably talked dozens of times about going to DC Coleman grew up not too far from D.C. I've been to D.C. 
actually a couple of the summers while Coleman and I have been dating, but never together. So we finally planned a DC trip in the thoughts of like, oh, COVID's not as bad. And oh, uh, also in December, we went to Canada, kind of forgot that part of the fall and winter. Um, A great time to go to Canada, December, very, very, very cold. Um, But in December, I will get back to June in DC. This is how my brain works. But in December, right before we went to Canada, we went to a concert for the Mr. Wives, which is Coleman's favorite band. We paid to have VIP tickets, which I swear like one VIP ticket is like equivalent to probably what my parents paid for like a Jonas Brothers concert when I was in high school. Um, Because I always thought that those concerts were so expensive. And then here I was like, I'm going to do a VIP concert for a small, really cool band. And the VIP experience included doing bingo and Coleman won bingo and got the chance to like sing karaoke with the band, which was really cool. Promptly the next day we drove to Canada, very concerned. We don't have COVID. Like we're okay. We can get across the border. We get to across the border, go to Niagara Falls, absolutely beautiful, very cold, very windy that night we got in. Um, And then we went to Toronto to see a show, Scribble Showdown, which was a handful of YouTube animators doing like a comedy animation live thing, which was very cool. Um, Jumping back to June, part of around this trip in June was we went to see the Mr. Wives again, which is how I remembered the December trip. So we had plans. Um, We were to be staying with one of my friends in D.C. that first night and then had a hotel for the second night. And we were concert first night. Uh, Oh, going to the White House on Saturday. I was like, we had something big planned for Saturday, going to the White House. Sunday, we were going to go to the zoo. Um, Like the day before we left, my friend that we were staying with told me he had COVID and that completely changed those plans. And it was like, oh my gosh. Um, so no longer will we be staying like two minutes from the venue. And we had a hotel and the, the Metro and all of those great things. Um, but the big plan pre-concert was that we were going to walk around the Tidal Basin. Coleman really wanted to do that. Really didn't have much other plans. Like we were going to maybe go see a couple other things, but Coleman wanted to walk around the Tidal Basin. It would be nice. It would be quiet, I guess. Um, but like separate from everything else. Cause of course we were still being very cautious with COVID and all of that. Um, it's a very long walk around the tidal basin, um, for someone who like barely hits 5,000 steps in her day-to-day job. Um, there was a lot of goose poop, um, which is the big running joke about that walk around the tidal basin, but we got to the Jefferson. Monument. I'm like, I don't remember. Um, and we walk over kind of, I don't know, there was like a Jersey barrier sort of thing. And we like walk over to it to kind of, you know, stare off at the Washington Monument. And Coleman starts to make the motion towards going to his pocket to pull out a ring. And he said wonderful, beautiful things to ask me to marry him. And before he probably even finished the question, I said something along the lines of like, you can't possibly have a ring. Um, so when people ask me, did I expect it? I was eventually expecting a proposal, but I was not expecting the ring. Um, and so we got engaged that day, um, before the concert, I basically was like speechless for the next few hours being like complete shock. I, how is this happening? Like, yes, we talked about getting married. Yes. We like already had a date for the wedding and had talked about various logistics, but I like, wasn't 
wasn't prepared for it actually happening. Um, so we got engaged in DC and, and still did all of the other really fun things that we talked about, including, and now at that point as fiancés, um, which was very cool and very exciting. Um, so we are engaged. That's like the biggest life change beyond like also international travel, getting new jobs. Um, and yeah, and, and through the rest of the next few months, I just kept traveling. Um, at the end of June, Coleman and I, um, went out to Oklahoma with his mom and siblings and his mom's partner, because that is where his father was. So to like handle the estate. So like two weeks after like, oh my gosh, we're engaged. Okay. Now we're going to go back to like other emotions. Um, and, and then, and I actually did not fly with them. Coleman and his brother drove the U-Haul back. And I was like, thank goodness I wasn't in that U-Haul. That, that does not sound joyful, but they had a good time. Um, didn't really have any issues on that trip. But then a few weeks after that, I um, went to North Carolina for a convention for uh, Sigma Alpha Yoda, professional music fraternity for women that I'm a part of. And then in August was my family vacation. And now I'm gearing up to go to Disney World with my family as well. And so it's just been four months of travel. Um, which has been great. I am looking forward to the calm of fall. Um, there's been little things here and there outside of that. Um, I'm excited for wedding planning and all of that. We, we have a venue and booked, um, which includes a caterer and a day of coordinator and like, so it's great. Um, but yeah, so new job the fiance instead of a boyfriend. Um, my brother at one point asked me if I call Coleman, my ex-boyfriend, because he's now my fiance. So there you go, Matt, there's your joke on the recording, um, for, uh, for everyone to hear. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a crazy year. So many things, um, going on and then, and still doing the podcast alongside all of that. I'm sorry. I'm not expecting the line about the ex-boyfriend thing. Didn't know that was a thing. Uh. I I believe it actually comes from one of his friends who's now married. So like husband and wife and referring to them as an ex now mm-hmm. because, you know, they, they have the title of husband and wife. I think that's correct. I have no idea. So what are you looking forward to in the next year? Probably less of everything um i'm extremely fortunate that the job i have which is in higher education gives me four weeks of time off which is for the u.s like completely above and beyond what so many places do because in addition they also give the last two weeks of the year they've made that a permanent change as well Um, And then, of course, all of our other federal holidays um, and the day before and after Thanksgiving. So normal times when people would use time off, I'm just getting it from work. Um, So looking at, you know, how can I use time to have time to relax, um, time to take breaks, time to catch up on other things um, and not feel like all of my free time is either spent 
preparing for the next big thing um, or being like, oh, I have all these things to do, but I also want to relax. How do I balance relaxing with, oh, I have things to do for like my personal life. So for the, the bulk of that being stuff for the podcast, which of course, like I'm still very grateful to be doing and I love all of that, but it does take a lot of time. Um, so in a normal week, I, I typically record, um, it's been kind of crazy with all of this travel, but if I record once a week, you know, that's going to take an hour and a half with various things. And then I have to listen back to that episode for editing, which is another hour on another day. I typically do that on Tuesdays. Um, and then I do the text for the podcast, which typically takes about if I like, if I'm really diligent about it, it would take like an hour and a half. It takes typically two hours. It's very long. I usually do it on the weekends. So with all that travel, that's been thrown around. Um, but all of that to say, like, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when I get home from work, let's say four thirty, five o'clock, there's only so much time before then I want to go to bed because I want to sleep. Um, so I'm looking forward to trying to strike a balance more next year, um, maybe plan out travel, not so back to back, um, because I do have that flexibility of, you know, I could take some time in May or June, but then, you know, not do things until October. And, um, so working all of that out and just kind of not being like, I have 50 million things. Um, I think that'll be good. Uh, I'm also looking forward to continuing to wedding plan. I've always loved weddings. It's just kind of been like, I think they're really cool and fascinating and there's so many different things you can do. So to be at the point where like, okay, we can actually plan a wedding. We can actually start looking at other vendors and figuring out the nitty gritty of we don't want to be over the top and a lot of things that might be more like traditional maybe won't be done or like just not wanting to spend thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars on things that like, you know, using once and not using again or things that just kind of like serve no purpose. Um, there are a lot of things just like in general that I'm looking forward to having more time to do and just being more strategic and balanced with everything. I don't know what this next year will bring. I'm sure it will come with all of its fancy changes and things I did not expect. You know, when we were recording this a year ago, uh, I think I had applied to the job that I now have. Um, but I, I don't, think I had like even started the interview process. I, I think at that point, you know, maybe you were kind of upending the whole job thing. And I was like, oh, well, maybe like I'm kind of like I've hit all of the qualifications for this job and I've hit all of the preferred qualifications for this job. And I already live in the area. And like I knew people and was on good terms with people that were like knew my supervisor. And so like I felt like I had this great in, but also, you know, self-doubt. Um, that it was basically going to be like, if I didn't get the job, well, why didn't I get the job? Because I feel like I was super qualified for it. So 
like, and then just everything else that happened, you know, in September, we, I think we probably, I don't think we had DC planned. I think it was still a, oh, like we'd like to go to DC, but until they announced that concert, like we wouldn't have had that scheduled or anything. Like we had Canada and it was kind of like, okay, Canada, it's in a few months. Like that'll be exciting. I was definitely nervous about Canada because there were very strict COVID policies. We had to get a COVID test in 72 hours. Maybe that was like the thing. Like we got it on Wednesday and then it was like, we had to be in Canada by like two o'clock on Saturday because that was when our COVID test expired. (laughs) Um, And you know, neither of us had ever been to Canada. So it was exciting to be doing something new. Uh, and I hope that we can do some things new this year as well. Go to new places. Uh, I'm not exactly a fan of the traveling on plane uh, during COVID times. I mean, I'm about to do it in a couple of days, but it's not like I hadn't traveled for so long. And then I traveled, I feel like a lot in 18 or 19, just like a lot for me. And then I didn't do it for so long. So like getting on that plane and sitting in the airports. When I was flying back to Connecticut uh, after Oklahoma, I was, both ways I had a layover in Atlanta, very, very large airport. And my original itinerary was to get back into Connecticut like 1130 at night. And my wonderful brother was to pick me up. And... I, you know, was looking on JetBlue's app to see, are there other flights? Can I somehow get to Connecticut earlier? And I could see that it looked like I could probably get out of Oklahoma and get to Atlanta at a decent time. But I had no idea if I was going to get out of Atlanta and get to Connecticut or if I was just going to be stuck in Atlanta for hours on end. Because this was 4th of July weekend and all of the news outlets were saying travel is going to be horrible. More people are flying. Everyone's flying. Everyone's going everywhere. Delays, cancellations, yada, yada. And I was like, oh, God, I just want to make it back. Um, so I was able to do a, like, standby. That's what it's called. I, I did standby, which I've never done and knew very little about. Um, but I got dropped off at the airport for the second flight out of Oklahoma to Atlanta and easily got on the plane. Absolutely, like, no issues there, though. I think that was the plane that I got on and like somebody was sitting in my seat and I had to like go to the flight attendant and be like, there's somebody sitting on my seat. I just got on on standby. And then she upgraded me to comfort plus and I got to Atlanta and my gate changed once and I was going to be there for a couple hours and was still just on standby. And I did not have a seat until like halfway through boarding which was very nerve wracking, but I also knew like I have a flight out of here, like guaranteed in six hours or whatever it was. And there was another flight that was going to be getting out of Atlanta, um, in between that one and the one that I actually took, um, or that I had originally planned to take and I got on it and it was great. Um, and then it was really funny because my brother arrived at the airport to pick me up and my plane hadn't landed because it took like a 30 minute detour in the air and he just like, didn't know, but it was like getting in 30 minutes late for a four o'clock landing was like significantly better than getting in at 1130 at night. So, um, not sure I necessarily want, uh, air travel this next year, but maybe, um, 
I'm very aware of that my passport expires next year. So like I can't go back to Canada after January or February, whichever month that expires in, unless I renew my passport, which is just paperwork um, that I know like I should do and will want to do because like I know that I want international travel in my future. Um, but just doing all of that sort of stuff. Like I, I got extremely lucky that when I renewed my, um, uh, my driver's license or like submitted to get my driver's license updated when we moved in 2019, I was eligible for the real ID. And then like, I got a license that's eligible for like seven years. I haven't had to go to the DMV since, and it's been great. I just, I don't like all of the paperwork and government things. But I think this next year will be good. And I'm hoping it's different than 2022. And I mean, we still have a few months left of 2022. And I am looking forward to all of that. Um, But I'm excited for the next year to be different and bring balance, hopefully. So you were talking about, um, you know, like the the balance between the the work you put in for the podcast, um, and, and relaxing. Um, and and you talked about the, you know, like that, the definitive work you do for the podcast, like creating the text for the, the video versions and, um, the actual recording process and whatnot. But what you didn't talk about is how much time, uh, you spend, you know, waiting for me to, to get some of the editing done or, uh, you know, contacting um, potential people to interview and people that you have interviewed to get some more information and improve the, the, the you know, information about the episodes and things like that. Um, so uh, I was just wondering if you wanted to talk a little about a little bit about um, those aspects, because I think that's more than just an hour, an hour and a half or so each week. Um, you know, it seems to be uh, you know, much more broader thing. Like, you know, it occupies your mind, um, you know, pretty regularly, I feel like, as someone who, who lives with you and, and talks to you about it. So, um, you know, uh, just wanted to know if you had some thoughts on that. Um, and, you know, in the vein of like trying to find that balance going forward and whatnot, if, yeah, you know, had you considered maybe, you know, taking a break at any point or anything like that? Coleman has been on my case to take a break, to just skip one week. Um, and I actually, and I have not vocalized that I have thought about that in the last like couple weeks. My difficulty with taking a break is one, then continuing post break you know kind of the oh i'm gonna stop for say like the two weeks i'm off of work the last two weeks of the year it's a common time for people to take breaks um then it's like okay well then i have to get back to it or then i'm saying okay well i'm taking a break from releasing episodes is that taking a break from the podcast entirely that I'm not doing any of those things that you mentioned or the more obvious things that I mentioned earlier. And it's like, well, if I pause all of that as well, then I'm kind of back into the like, okay, well now I kind of need to sometimes hustle and get these things around. I think before, maybe it was before the Oklahoma trip, before one of the trips, 
I got to the point where we were like a full, like two weeks ahead. It was great there. And part of that was, it must've been the Oklahoma trip because we were both traveling and we won't home, weren't home for that weekend. And the weekend is kind of the like crunch time of, I need the episode by Monday night to be finalized. So therefore we needed to have the episode finalized before we went to Oklahoma. And I think like you left Pennsylvania, maybe on like Tuesday. Um, so it was like, you were gone for a week. You were going to be doing no editing, none of that. So it had to be done. And like with this trip to Disney, I'm not bringing my computer. So my episode that comes out on Tuesday kind of also has to be done. Coleman has finished it. I have not gotten, um, I have not reconnected with um, the person I interviewed yet, but that won't really be problematic. It'll be fine. Um, not super concerned about that. But um, yeah, like Coleman mentioned, the podcast definitely is there on my mind. Um, it is definitely something that takes up time in my brain, uh, thinking, planning, and doing all of the things that he mentioned. Um, you know, when I reach out to people, some some modes of, you know, there are websites or, or groups that people go to connect um, for people who want to be on podcasts and people who host podcasts. So like I make connections through there and those are pretty kind of like standard connections because we're like mutual parties kind of aiming for the same thing. But when I just try to reach out for somebody through a different means, through seeing them on social media, connecting. I mean, it's basically all through social media, um, connecting them within various ways. It's like, then I'm also pitching be on a podcast. Here's what my podcast is. Here's what I'd love for you to share. And the reality is, is a lot of that outreach goes unresponded. Um, occasionally I'll get people saying, no, thank you. And, and that's fine. And honestly, the people who don't respond, like, I'm not holding that against them. Um, but for, you know, every single one of those people that I reach out to, you know, that takes time to research those people, reach out to them. And then whether or not they do say yes, if they say yes, you know, then scheduling. Um, I kind of have some things automated now, but I don't... Uh, I don't like to pay for a lot of things. So for example, I use Calendly for scheduling my episodes, but I use the free version, which means that I cannot have Calendly send automatic reminders. I type up emails uh, and use schedule to send on Gmail to remind people of the episode. I give them the link. And even that reminder email has kind of expanded a few times from various things. For example, the website that I used to record does not work in Safari, um, but it works great in Google Chrome. So I, you know, tell them works best in Chrome. Um, and I've added a couple other things here and there, but I just like it would be easier. Sure, if I paid for Calendly and could do it through them. But, you know, it doesn't take that much time to schedule that that Google email. Um and, but yeah, having that kind of be automated that they're able to kind of go out there, see the schedule and, and schedule and all of that, um, is really great and, and really helpful. I feel like there are other things that, you know, I could upgrade to like a little bit of a higher level and great. Um, I do pay for things for the podcast, including the hosting website and 
um, the way I do the text, I, I pay for a, like an AI translate. And then I sit with that translate and listen to the episode and, and make edits to the best I can from listening and then reading and adjusting as needed. But, but yeah, kind of the making sure I'm hitting the right sort of stories. I do try to provide variety in my guests. Um, but I also basically like 99% of the time release the episodes in the order in which they're recorded. Uh, so therefore if, you know, I have two similar people back to back recording, they end up, it's two similar episodes back to back, but I also don't want to fall into the, oh, I'm recording all, you know, one kind of storyline. And then the episodes are all very similar. I like having that variety. And I want to get back ahead so that there is a little bit more leeway. There's less like quicker turnarounds that it's like, oh, well, if the person doesn't respond to me within 48 hours of me emailing and saying, hey, here's your title and description. Does this look okay? Like, it's okay that they haven't responded to me within 48 hours. Like, because I have an extra week before the episode needs to publish. I have this extra time. And it's finding that balance of one, I have to work a lot to get ahead because I'm currently not ahead. Um, and then kind of do the maintaining at that point. And I, what I found, because I think I got ahead pretty well earlier in the year as well when like things weren't chaos. But what happened was I was so ahead and I wasn't like reaching out to people. I wasn't scheduling new guests. And so then we got to the point where I like didn't have people that were scheduled and all of a sudden, boom, 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 I was behind. Um, I've also had people no show or cancel, which happens. Um, and that is actually why a couple episodes was my good friend, Katie, um, because I had someone who I was going to be recording with and then like almost, you know, immediately releasing. And then all of a sudden I wasn't recording with that person. And because of all my travel and not being here and wanting that balance, I just wasn't overloading recordings. So I basically, I came home from work and told Coleman, the person I'm supposed to be recording with tonight, rescheduled. I don't know if I'm going to have an episode for Tuesday. And he was like, well, why don't you reach out to Katie? And the thing is, is like, when you ask someone, you know, to be on your podcast, like so, sometimes that's hard and it's difficult. And I, I knew that Katie listened to my podcast. So like, she knows what she's getting into for the most part. Um, but it was also like, you know, I'm not someone who, uh, like talks to a bunch of people. And like, Katie is one of those people we talked for, I don't know, an hour and a half after we finished recording. Um, and it was kind of to the point of, I have stuff to do. You need to go to bed. Uh, and it was great and it was wonderful, but it was also like, Hey, I'm reaching out to you. Uh, we haven't talked since you went to France. Like, are you willing to be on my podcast? Um, and the reality is, is less and less are people who I know being on the podcast. I think in the past year, I've had maybe two people I knew prior to recording. Um, and the reality is I love meeting new people and, you know, I follow some of them after the fact on social media and, and kind of seeing their lives afterwards, um, is really great. But yeah, there's a lot of, you know, 
I think one of the things I've learned in general, like even outside of podcasting, is just the mental strain that the day-to-day or the various things take on life. And so there is a lot of, of that in general with lots of things, like the fact that the room we're sitting in needs to be cleaned up. Uh, a piece of furniture got moved in this room, what is now basically a year ago. And even after I moved it, I said, I don't want it there permanently. It was only moved there for a temporary situation. And here it is almost a year later, and I haven't, you know, come up with a permanent solution. So um, there's lots of things like that. And that's one of the things I'm looking forward to with my time off. Um, and yeah, and, and I'm hoping to strike a balance with the podcast being, you know, kind of doing all of those things. I, I want to have, you know, kind of work on social media presence, but I also have all of the other things, you know, that I do, you know, we were in a community band that has started back up on Monday nights. So like my Monday nights are gone. Um, I'm on the board for another nonprofit. We meet once a month and I'm also in charge of their social media and email, which doesn't take a ton of time. Um, but it's there. It's something that lives, you know, kind of rent free in my head. Um, and then I, I have SAI, the fraternity that I mentioned earlier, and there's things there that, you know, we're working to get done in the next year. And so it's just finding a balance for all of that. And again, one of the things that happens like with relaxing is I end up just kind of sitting on a bed, sitting on a couch and opening TikTok. And then I'm like, here, I've been on TikTok for, you know, an hour or two. And there were other things that I could have been doing um, in that time. And so, yes, the podcast takes up a lot of time. Yes, I've thought about, you know, possibly not releasing an episode or two, but I don't know what that would look like. And I kind of want to see what these next couple of months look like in terms of guests and stuff like that. I do, um, I have people lined up to record post this episode, but it's also still on that pretty tight schedule that if like one person were to cancel, you know, it, it kind of crumbles and, and I don't have another Katie that I can just kind of reach out to and be like, hey, can you record in two days with me? Um, you know, there, there might be people who listen to the podcast who would be willing to do that and sure, reach out to me. I'd love to know that you want to be on my podcast. Um, and there might be other people that I know or, or that I could kind of get more of that last minute turnaround, but it's, it's hard and it's, it's a lot to manage and, and find that balance. Um, so yeah, I've thought about kind of taking something, but then it's, what does that look like in reality? It's like, yes, I have people scheduled. And I know that when I get back from this vacation, I need to start reaching out to people again. I need to start lining more people up because um, I have some lined up, but not a ton. But it was also like, I barely had any time to record in the entire month of September because I don't even know beyond like this vacation. And because of this vacation, I've kind of got two weekends blocked in the entire weekend between, but then like, just doing everything else. So it's like all of the pre podcast stuff that I'm doing, like in this weekend are things that I would have done in the next week. So it's like, I needed to make sure I had time to do that. So therefore I couldn't actually be recording. 
Um, and I'm, I'm staring at our cat. He decided he was done napping. Whenever he stays in here while I record, he naps for probably 20, 30 minutes. And then he's like, I'm done napping. I, I will get up and roam. And I half expected something very loud to fall because that thing is not stable. Well, he was actually going to be my next question. Um, uh, as he was walking back and forth across our laps, uh, I remember that I believe last year we talked a little bit about him on the podcast and, and how we had you know, adopted him about, what, nine months before the last one. So now, now he's two years old and uh, creates quite a ruckus sometimes. Um, but we love him. Uh you want to talk a little bit about about Jack Jack and and how he's impacted your life for the last year? Sure. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of the big change from starting the podcast to year 1. I'm sure other things happened in that year that I talked about in that episode. Feel free to go listen to it if you haven't already. Um and he I don't know how much has changed in the last year with him uh other than he's a constant piece of joy and frustration uh it was actually really funny because so i i took this afternoon off of work which was very unplanned i i planned it like yesterday and one of the things i wanted to get done today while being home was do laundry and i completely forgot that i wanted to do laundry finally put the laundry in i normally set a timer to remind myself to go check the dryer and all of a sudden i'm like jack jack's at the basement door trying to open the door and i'm like oh my goodness i need to go move my clothes from the washer to the dryer and i'm like how convenient if he hadn't done that i don't know when i would have realized that my clothes were still sitting in the washer and it was only like an hour delay like i will say it wasn't that long and now the dryer has beeped while we're recording so now the goal is remember to get it out of the dryer and put the second load in the dryer after we are done recording um one of the things i think that's really interesting about having a cat is uh, you can tell when people don't have a cat because of like where they put things in their house. Um, things don't sit out in our house because if they sit out, they will end up on the floor. They will end up knocked over. They just everything. Um, so last year for Christmas, my parents bought me a cabinet thing, um, a glass cabinet that has two shelves, I think, from Ikea. and. I asked for it because pre-cat, I had these open shelves that were wood that my dad and brother, I believe, made me like a long time ago for, for my house at home, like my parents' house. And then they came here when I bought this house. And having a cat, you can't just have your mugs on display and you can't just have all of these fragile things out in the open and i mean like i'm sure some cats you can have them with but not our cat um as much as you know there are things he does sometimes listen i sometimes he will listen to us so like there are things i i would like to think there are things that he knows he's not supposed to do and there are some things that he will respond to in like positive manners, but sometimes he doesn't. Um, so specifically like getting that piece of furniture was like a cat minded project or thing that we did. And then in the past couple months, oh, Coleman got a 
PS5, the PlayStation 5, the elusive new gaming console that was ridiculously hard to find. And it's also quite large. Um, and so after he got it, I was kind of like, we should replace our TV console. Now, I don't remember if I mentioned in last year's episode, one of the things that we you know, spent the stimulus check money was on was this like really nice TV. And we ended up mounting the TV, which wasn't the original plan. Again, a decision made from the cat. And the TV stand that I had gotten when I first moved into the apartment was very small. It was, it's not a rectangle. The back, like two corners are angled in. Um, so kind of like a trapezoid, but more sides than a trapezoid. And I just like, Putting the PS5 on it made me realize just even how more how small it was. And it was very chaotic because Jack Jack would like to jump up there and he'd like to jump up there and then he'd like to put his little paws on the TV, which it's like you're not supposed to do that. And so I was like, let's get, you know, a new TV stand. And then it was like, okay, well, what is that going to look like? Because the old one had doors. And it was like, okay, well, do we have doors? You know, our cat is kind of smart enough that he sometimes knows how to open certain kinds of doors. Um, Like our entire kitchen is baby proofed because of that. We have a small cabinet that he can open the door to. And it's kind of at this point, it's like, it's a lost cause in that door. Like we can't easily lock it in any sort of fashion. And so we just don't have anything breakable in there. Um... But when picking out this piece of furniture, one of the things in the back of my mind was like, okay, what will work for the cat? Um, Obviously, like dimensions and size were very important. And my wonderful father went to Ikea and I did not warn him because it's been years since I haven't been to an Ikea that, oh, unlike that last piece of furniture you got that was in one box, this one will be in 12. Um, so very grateful and we set it up. And of course, while we're setting it up, Jack Jack's like jumping in the shelves, very interested. Um, but it's been working fine and he gets on it less. Um, he still does jump on it occasionally. Um, but that's kind of exciting that he, and even when he's on it now, I feel like he doesn't really go towards the TV. He just kind of stands on it and is like, I'm up here. I know I'm not supposed to be up here. Um, but all that aside to say that you know, Jack Jack is very cute. He has calmed back down. He is back in formal loaf position. Oh, I think the bow tie is also new this year. So when we got him, he came with a very generic uh, collar, just, you know, a breakaway collar that was neon and it had, you know, like his name and that he was six months old on it. And we kept him in that for, I don't know, like a month or two before. We ordered one and it had, it it was just like stitched that it said his name and my phone number. And he was fine in it for a decent amount of time, but he would, you know, do the thing where he would scratch at his neck and spin it around. And then it kept coming off and he's really tiny. And so it's like the smaller and smaller you make it, you're like, you don't want to choke him. So finally I got to the point where like, okay, we'll take it off him. 
And so he he was around the house for probably more than he should have been a couple months uh, naked, no collar. Um, and I had wanted to get him a new collar, but knew like it needed to be a different material. I think that was really the issue. So I was kind of looking for something more like cotton based, which I think that's cotton. But it also, of course, still had to be a breakaway collar. And again, it still had to somehow have a phone number on it. So I found some on Amazon, of course, and it has like a metal plate that is actually able to say three lines. So it says his name, my phone number, and then it says indoor cat um, as the third line. I got that from my supervisor, who is a co-founder of a cat rescue, the cat rescue, where we adopted Jack Jack. And uh, it just so happened that they had bow ties on them. And so now he's constantly wearing a bow tie. It is extremely adorable. And actually what's also kind of nice is the bow tie typically kind of ends up over the name and phone number thing. So when we take our 5 million pictures of him, um, if we do want to post them to social media, he does have an Instagram that we occasionally post to. Um, it doesn't like, we don't necessarily have to worry about that, which is also kind of cool. And like we saw a cat outside today and it was like, you could tell the cat was very well fed and it had a collar. And part of me was like, is this one of the street cats in our street? I have no idea. Or is this a cat who, you know, is somebody's home house cat and, and they've gotten out. Um, but I am not going to spend my time worrying about that cat because I do know we have more than one street cat. It's just, I only know what one of them looks like. Um, and so, yeah, and Jack-Jack was either ready to play or, like, absolutely destroy this cat, um, when he saw him through the window. So we think that maybe Jack-Jack would be good with a second cat. Um, but, like, with getting Jack-Jack, having a cat, working out the various things, you know, we don't leave him alone. We do have, you know, a friend come over and, and feed him and stuff. And I think it was... It would have been last November, which would have been after we recorded last year's episode. Um, we had someone coming for Thanksgiving because Coleman and I both weren't home. And it wasn't our, our friend who normally comes, um, but we had someone else come for a few days. And he actually never met Jack-Jack because Jack-Jack like hid under the bed the entire time I, he came was here and I showed him like the food and stuff. And he texts me and he's like, I can't find the cat. And he's like, is there a chance he would be in the bedroom back on the left? The door's closed. And I'm like, that door's not supposed to be closed. The other two doors, the doors on the right are supposed to be closed. But that back left door is not supposed to be closed. And that is, I believe, the first time I knew that Jack Jack weighed enough and had enough gumption to stand behind a door and fully shut it and then not be able to get out. Um, he does know that like the handles are how we open the doors. He has reached up to them, but he, he cannot open them. They're just like your normal circular twist handles. Those darn opposable thumbs. <laughs> so now we have a very heavy door stop uh, that we put in front of the door pretty much like any time we leave the house, um, even if it's just for a few hours because we don't want him to get stuck in there um but yeah maybe maybe at some point we'll see he has a vet appointment next week good luck bringing him to the vet coleman um see so yeah, how that vet appointment goes and if you know they come back and give him a clean bill of health instead of something 
you know, saying like, oh my gosh, she's got XYZ, you know, then it's like, okay, maybe. But it's the travel thing. And, you know, the convenient thing um, about not traveling with Coleman is that Coleman is still home and can send me pictures, multiple pictures um, of our cat. Of course, the sad thing about not traveling with Coleman is that I miss Coleman. But I can miss the cat and enjoy all of these pictures. And I will say our friend that does cat sit for us will always send us a Snapchat when she comes and visits him. But, you know, she's only here for for so long. Um, but I miss him when I'm not home. And it's just like, you know, I, I, I think about like, I hope he's doing OK. I hope he hasn't knocked too many things over, you know. Hasn't trapped himself in the bedroom. Right. Yeah. Um, these are the things I think about when I am not home because, you know, my mind is always going, always things. As I think about it, there's always the possibility of him locking himself in the bathroom, but that's where his litter box and the food are and water. So, you know, wouldn't be the worst thing, but I mean, he, he he would knock everything into the sink though. Yes. He would (laughs) knock everything into the sink. He hasn't done that in a while. We actually... Again, another purchase influenced by the cat. We bought like little bins. So there are two little bins that sit on our bathroom sink. Like the one holds like the toothbrushes, the toothpaste, my retainer, Jack Jack's toothbrush, um, and maybe something else. And the other one holds like Q-tips and Coleman's deodorant and like, you know, so that they're not just 50 million things on top of the counter. I will say it also makes my cleaning the bathroom easier. We only have to pick up a few things uh, rather than all of the little things. But yeah, I don't get concerned about him trapping himself in the bathroom. And he actually did the other day with me. Um, Because again, like his food is in there and I was home alone and it was like, you know, he could, if he wanted to water him during, he could. And then he promptly like closed the door and I'm like, I'm sitting on the toilet. I'm not letting you back out. Like you will patiently wait. Um, And yeah, that's when I saw him try to like break the door open and I'm like, it's not. And I feel like there was another time when I was in the bedroom and just closed the door on himself. So that's why sometimes even if like, because most nights he gets kicked out of the bedroom Um, like when I get up in the morning, like I will just put the door stop out. Like, even if I'm going to be home all day, I'm like, then there's no worry. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry. But he's very adorable. We love him a lot. And. And if you would like to see his Instagram, it is our cat Jack Jack on Instagram. No spaces. And he is very cute. And we do, we do, we take way more pictures than we upload. Um, but we also take like the same picture, like every single day where he's in like one position. And then it's like, you know, we just have to, cause he just, he's so cute. Um, yeah, I have a new, a new love for cats that I definitely did not have before. And he, he definitely, you know, in the stress and the busyness of things, he definitely, brings calm and except for when he's being chaotic um (laughs) but he can bring calm and he can help you know with relaxing and you know high stress situations he he does know how does it feel to have someone there to to greet you at the door every day when you come oh my gosh he so even when i went out today he was on his cat tree, which is in the living room. And then, like, when you're looking at our house next to the living room is the dining room. 
And in the dining room, we have a sill like attached to the windows. And so he was, maybe this wasn't even shy, but he was like on the cat tree. And then by the time I was getting out of my car, he was like at the windows in the dining room to like be even closer to me. And then, you know, you open the door and you have to wait till that garage door is closed before you can open the door from the garage into the house because he is there. He is excited to see you. Um, Not always, but uh, sometimes what would happen is his mode of like, oh, you're home. We're going to go play in the bedroom because like when we get home from work, you know, we change into comfy clothes to the point that our cat sitter at one point mentioned like, oh, I thought he was running away from me and was like unhappy. And it's like, no, because when we get home, we go straight to the bedroom and that's, you know, he's got a wand toy um, that we, we play with him a lot in there. And that wand toy that he brought into the bed last night, um, which like, I wasn't aware he brought it into the bed, had no clue, except for the fact that he was like, at times like walking on my back, kind of in this pouncing mode. And I'm like, what, why? And lo and behold, Coleman's like the entire wand is in here, which is like very impressive normally. And not even normally, occasionally it's like a spring or a ball, something much smaller, not the entire one and like he had to have walked over me with that thing like i don't know i don't know i sometimes i wish we had like a camera set up like in various places around the house so i could like see what jack jack is doing but i'm also like i don't need cameras in my house to watch my cat <laughs> you don't want to invite big brother to the house not not far too especially like the whole like yeah, I want to know how he got that wand into the bed, but I also don't like the idea of having a camera, like, recording me sleep. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> now, as you know, at the end of every episode, you like to end it out with a random question. So today, my question for you is, if you could go anywhere in the world for a destination wedding, where would you choose? So I was actually talking to someone at work yesterday, and in the same like in two sentences apart, I mentioned my fiance and I also mentioned that I was going to Disney World and she asked if, wait, are you getting married in Disney World? I'm like, no, we just got engaged where, and I gave her like the town name we're getting married in. Um, because she did not know that I was engaged and, um, you know, chaos. But I, the Disney weddings are absolutely beautiful, the pictures, but I also know to get those beautiful pictures in front of the castle. Like they are in front of the castle at like two, three, four a.m. That does not sound enjoyable. Um, but I think it's actually funny because like the smallest of wedding packages at Disney, which would be like a very small crowd, would probably would and I, I've seen some of the numbers, is similar and or less to probably what our wedding will end up costing. Um, which we're not looking for anything huge and extravagant, but um so I've definitely thought about Disney weddings because, you know, just all of that. But so much has changed in Disney since COVID and it should be interesting this next week, which will I'll have already gone on by the time this is published, but um, I'm kind of excited to see like the different changes and is it better? Is it still quite enjoyable? I, I will definitely go back to Disney in the future. So like my, that was my immediate, like, oh my gosh, Disney weddings. Um, I don't, but I feel like logistically, I'm not really sure I would want a Disney wedding. And I like there are so many places I've never been that it's like, oh, these places are beautiful. And like, would it be, I think it would be really fun to be like, take the wedding dress and the suit, like after the wedding, like get married, but then like just take pictures in these beautiful places. 
Um, you know, I mean, in the talking with Katie, it was like, oh, you should come to Paris. And, you know, like taking wedding portraits in Paris, like how beautiful would that be? Or like, I did my semester abroad in London and I love London and all of the beautiful pictures and um, the immense amount of media coverage that we are currently getting from London because of the Queen's passing. Um, you know, but like, I don't know if I'd really want to get married in any of those places. And like, we're doing an indoor ceremony. We temporarily talked about doing an outdoor ceremony. Part of me is like, oh, a beach ceremony. How nice. But then you've got seagulls, you've got sand, you've got like, so I'm excited for our very simplistic indoor wedding. Um, I think I would probably have to like go to a destination wedding and experience a destination wedding. Now, that being said, someone I am friends with on Facebook did just get married in Italy um, in the past month or so. And like the pictures were gorgeous, but it's like, but I've never been somewhere that I've been like, oh, here, perfect place to get married. I'm sure there are plenty of beautiful places out there. Um, but yeah, Disney would be cool, but I'm excited for the wedding that we're going to have. All right, that brings this episode to a close. Sarah's personal social media will be in the description if you would like to connect with her on Instagram or TikTok. And if you would like to connect with the podcast, the website is in the description, which will bring you to Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can also email the podcast if you would like to be a guest or support the podcast monetarily through a one-time or recurring donation at the link in the description. Thank you, Sarah, for letting me host today and to the listeners for taking the time out of your day to hear a new story. Until next week, bye. Thank you so much, Coleman. I appreciate you doing this. I know it's outside of your comfort zone and have fun editing this episode, which has a recording time of over one hour. And for everyone else, I should see you next week uh, with a new episode. If not, you know, maybe I'll take a break after this episode. Who knows? Bye. Thank you.